Hello and welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases with Pointy and the Moose. Uh, we're currently sitting in a car park about to go see Stonefield and Dan Sultan play. How are you today, Moose? Good. Pointy said it was creepy sitting here in the dark, so we had to turn the light on in the car. Yeah, well, I do want to gaze into your eyes whilst we're talking, so now I can see your eyes better. I'm more worried about when we pulled up. We're on the the foreshore waterfront area of Newcastle in a car park. We pulled up, and there's like a hundred seagulls just lining the front of the car, and they're all kind of hovering. You can't say I don't know how to do a date, you know? Drive to a secluded <laughs> car park somewhere, sit in the dark, and just a flock of birds I deliver. Well, there was that episode with Aurora about skinning cats. I mean, we've got to follow it up with something. Yeah, we'll try and get a photo of um, this mass amount of birds if we can, but, you know, they're seagulls, so they're a bit jittery at the best of times. Aside from the seagulls squawking outside, that um, blustery noise you can hear is wind, so it is nice and warm in the car, which is probably why we're going to hang around in here for a little bit before we do go into the gig, because it is freezing. It's quite cold. I think the other day was the coldest day in Newcastle since the 80s. Welcome to our new podcast about the weather. <laughs> okay. Well, are we talking, what are we talking about? Are we talking about Dan Sultan, but we're not even there yet. This is the prelude to the show. Prelude. Okay, so we're seeing Dan Sultan and Stonefield. Pre- prelude? Prelude. Praline. What are you saying? Which Is it prelude or is it prelude? I thought it was whatever I said before. Now I'm Prelude, yeah. Prelude. Welcome to the praline to the show. The praline? What the hell does that mean? Isn't that kind of like some kind of chocolatey goodness? I don't do chocolate. I don't know. You're a weirdo. Welcome to the feline before the show. (laughs) (laughs) The felines will appreciate the birds. Oh, God, we're just setting them up. Yeah, so we're talking about going to see Dan Sultan and Stonefield tonight at the Cambridge Hotel. So have you seen Stonefield before? Once at that... Was it Festival of the Sun in Port Macquarie? It was, we went yes. to. Yeah, I saw them there, and they were very good. And I really like their album. It's it's top-notch. And what about Dan Sultan? I, I, I have this feeling like I've seen him before, but I really don't think I ever have. Like, I've seen a lot of live stuff from him. I've listened to his last record and this record a fair bit, but um, I can't remember having seen him live, although I have the feeling I did. Yeah, well, I saw Stonefield at that same show that you did at Festival of the Sun, which was a really good weekend, by the way. Yeah, yeah it, was it was a great weekend. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know what the deal is, it's... What the deal? I think it's, yeah, two nights uh, out at Port Macquarie, sort of camp at the caravan park that's sitting on the beach. And yeah, it's just Much like we are now. Yeah, only there was probably 100% less seagulls (laughs) and a lot less wind. Okay, uh, well, with Dan Sultan, um, I have actually seen him once before, and I'm certain I have. And it was at the Hi-Fi Bar in Sydney... He was supporting the Cruel Sea, and he was playing solo. And yeah, it was was a really good gig. I hadn't heard him before. Like yeah. I think I listened to a couple of songs off the record that came out a couple of years ago with sort of the black get, and get green out, cover. Yeah, that's can. it. Yeah, yeah. And Fear of Flying, Old Fitzroy, and that's yeah. on there. Yeah, but that was a really good show because I didn't even know that he was billed because I just went to see the Cruel Sea, and so that was a, a bit of a treat. Yeah. Well, the new album that's come out is a really strong kind of rock record. It's full band. It's really big. So I, I'm pretty 99% sure he's got a full band with him tonight. So it'd be a different experience. Yeah, there's some really good songs on that record. Um, you know, Kimberly Calling. Kimberly Calling. Same, same man, man. Under Your Skin. 
Yeah, look, I just, I just, I kind of, I would go see Dan Sultan and I would go see Stonefield, but it's kind of a bonus that they're playing together. That's why I really want to go tonight. Yeah, and it's a sold out gig. Well, so yeah, that will keep us warm. That will keep us warm. I was going to say that doesn't bother me, but what bothers me is the outside. Well, I just figure um, if it wasn't sold out, it may be more chilly in there. That's true, and it does have that kind of outdoor area, which is always chilly. Okay, so we're halfway through the year, and uh, so looking back over the first six months of the year, any memorable gigs? Well, speaking double bills, I mean, I think there's a support act on tonight before Stonefield, but I'm considering tonight a double bill. Um, speaking double bills, there was the Queens of the Stone Age Nine Inch Nails gig we saw, which was very, very cool. Ah, yes, the Lost Splitting Cases episode. Yes, um, we intended to do that episode with uh, two other people who shall remain nameless, and I kind of wanted to get them involved, and we did the first bit to it, and we did chat throughout. We chatted a few people there on an iPhone, but it just it didn't come together well. Maybe one day we'll release that from the vaults just as a, as a bit of fun. The bootleg, the archives will circulate it around the internet. Yeah, well, it'll go viral. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good show. I mean, uh, it was it a was classic rock show, and I enjoyed that Queens of the Stone Age and Nine Inch Nails had the same length sets. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, and not to mention Brody opening and up. And Dally! Yes, that was awesome. That was actually my favourite bit of the night. Triple Bill. Triple Bill. That's like three ducks in a row. Three seagulls in a row. Triple Bill. Do seagulls have bills or are they beaks? Because bills are more like the flat kind of whoppy things. Uh, I feel like a... Does a pelican have a bill? Yeah. And a seagull has a beak. Yeah, beaks are short and pointy. (laughs) And some bills are more flappy. Welcome to the National Geographic edition (laughs) of Splitting Cases. What is it? Weather or animals? What are we doing here? It's just degrading into anything, really. Well, I mean, the first gig of the year was also our first podcast um, subject. We saw UMI. At Vic on the Park in uh, is it Marrickville, yeah? Yeah, or well, Enmore, I think it's. Enmore. Uh, they're all around an area. But um, that was really good. And uh, Love Junkies and uh, Snowdrop is supported. We talked about that in the first episode, which you should definitely check out if you haven't. Um, that episode's about to hit 300 downloads. Yeah, good job, people. I think around that time I had a couple of weeks off work, so I went and saw Johnny Marr at the um, Oxford Art Factory. Yeah, I was totally gutted. I had tickets, to, or a ticket to go, and we were going to go down together, but I got struck ill. Yeah. And I will go to most gigs even if I'm feeling ill, but I was not feeling good at all, and there was no, no way I could deal with the train from Newcastle to Sydney. No. It was a really good gig, though. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> um and after that, I think before I went back to work, it was Amanda Palmer at the Sydney Festival, which is in the Spiegel tent, which is awesome. And um, NZ soul singer Aradna did like a album launch show the night before that in Sydney at the Civic Underground. We've been to the Civic a couple of times after gigs, I think, but I didn't really realise there was a venue under there. It's a really cool kind of, I guess it's more like a nightclub venue, but it's got like a small stage and everything, like a, a pit in the floor, and it was a really cool place for a gig. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you've been, you know, the Civic one though. We went there after some. We've gone there after like two or three gigs, and it's sort of okay. You know where on George Street the Burger King is, and if you go, is it Pitt Street, the one that's opposite George, and it's the the sort of the round edged on the corner. It's the pub with the mirrors in the toilet downstairs, the big mirrored things. You've been there. Sounds familiar. We were there with Jan at some point. We had gin salads. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
You know what I'm talking about now? I do, I do, yeah. I do. Yes. There's, there's got to be something in there that triggered your memory. But anyway, that was really good. There's a venue downstairs. I think it was the gin salads that yeah. really caught my caught my attention. Caught my attention. So one of the memorable gigs after that uh, that UMI show was Jebediah at the small ballroom. It was I think the next day or maybe the day after? No, was it? Yeah, yeah. Why? It was like I think it was the second or third of January. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, not the first time we'd seen Jebediah, but it was a really good gig. Sorry for the uh, the pause. The seagulls seagull update. They were just swarming around the car. I think another car pulled up and one drove past and they all kind of flew, scattered and landed back around the car. Yeah, that was a good gig. Um, Schnitzel, who appeared in the Bruce Springsteen and Record Store Day podcasts, uh, came to that one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Then we went to the uh, the station hotel afterwards and had a, a few cheeky ones. few cheeky ones. Well, my favourite event so far this year, I'd have to say, would be the Gumball. Gumball! That was really fun. How many? That was like two nights, three nights of camping? Two nights. Two nights. Yeah. That was great. It was out bush, it was camping, there's heaps of bands. And I got to make a bindle, which was probably <laughs> a... I fulfilled a lifelong dream. It was it was cans of beer in a, in a garbage bag, but it was a bindle. But yeah, I was pretty impressed with that effort. But yeah, there was so many good bands playing that weekend. Um, you know, we got to see the Hoodoo Gurus, Adelita... Dave Garnham, Steve Smythe. It's, oh, yeah, and that's only Smythe. and that's only a couple. Yeah, heaps of bands. And uh, and then yeah, I head back to Dashville uh, just recently to go to the Pigsty, um, which was yeah another great day. And yeah, once again, many great bands playing. I must uh, mention though that uh, I am going sober for Dry July tonight, so I will not be splitting anything. I will be having. Coca-Cola or something. I'll be doubling up to try and make up for it. No, don't do that. Perhaps. You, we both have to go to work in the morning. Yeah, but we'll start, we're starting late, though. Shut up. So as far as bands that we've seen multiple times this year, there's a couple. Yeah, I saw Rogers a couple of times. Yeah, we went to two Tim shows this year. We went to Lazotte's in Kingcumber early on in April, and uh, we actually, we, we thought it might be a great gift for Tim to to burn him a, a copy of our very first Splitting Cases episode. Which, of course, he introed, so we thought, well, we got to give him that. Like, he's introed it. I wanna, I wanna, he's got to hear it. But unfortunately, um, he declined, only because he didn't want to hear anyone talk about him. He's like, I can't listen to people talking about myself. I'll sign up for anything, but just not people talking about me. But it's great that you did it. Which, in retrospect, is completely completely fair enough. But I think we had grand visions of, like, of going on tour with him and hanging out for weeks and, you know, unrealistic fantasies. Well, we did um, we did offer him a bottle of Jameson as well, which he did kindly accept. He did. I think I think he was very happy with that. So multiple acts. I have also yeah, seen. We saw him. The no, we saw him a couple of nights after oh, yeah. in Newcastle. As Sorry, well. I skipped ahead a bit. Then. Yeah, but we saw him for your birthday. Yeah. Well, when we were at Kingcumber, we actually mentioned that we were going to go to the show at Lazotte in Newcastle for my thirtieth, and we did go, and there was a, a little call out. Yeah. He said, um, young man of Newcastle celebrating their 30th birthday today, and I think that was uh, a 
pretty clearly for you, because I don't think anyone else would have happened to be a young man celebrating their 30th birthday, coincidentally, after we'd mentioned it to him the week before. Seems highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. So apart from Rogers, um, I also went to see the Gooch Palms twice Gucci, this year. Gucci. So I saw them once uh, at the Cambridge, which was, you know, a really dirty and sweaty rock and roll show, which was, I think it was earlier on in the year, so it was still sort of quite warm. But then again, more recently at the, the Fishbowl uh, last week or the week before, probably a smaller show, but, but yeah, still a great vibe. And yeah, it was definitely a good night. It was BYO as well, which uh, certainly added to it. I went to see Sasquatch twice. They were really good. Wait, no, I didn't because one was last year. Uh, You're not not good at this whole time thing. Honestly, I could barely remember without you some of the gigs that I've seen this year, let alone in the past, which just makes me go, why am I going if I'm not going to actually remember it in six months? But I guess it's for the experience on the day. Yeah, you don't really need to remember the ins and outs of everything. It's just knowing that you were there, enjoying Sometimes it at the I time. I don't actually know that I've been there later. You know, I'm like, I've just forgotten that. It's all out of the memory. Well, I don't know. For me, anyway, it gets to the point where, okay, I go to a fair amount of gigs. This year's probably been the, the year that I've went to the least amount of gigs, but I've probably still gone to, like, I don't know, 20 or so gigs in the first six months of the year. So I guess that's not so bad. I only just remembered as well, I did go to the Big Day Out this year because it's funny with the Big Day Out being... Hell a blur. Blur were just a blur. They never came. I guess kind of get my years for the Big Day Out mixed up because it's at the start of the year. I always think it's the year before. Um, but it was definitely good this year. Pearl Jam headline, they were all right, but I really enjoyed Arcade Fire, I think, because I didn't expect to, but I really loved it. Um, I love that uh, Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher's thoughts on the Arcade Fire. Have you yeah. seen that? No, actually, I haven't. I like Noel Gallagher's thoughts on everything, though, so I imagine I would. Okay, I won't spoil it. Don't. Um, did see um, Liam Gallagher there that day um, with BDI. That was good. And Tame Impala were good. Hives were good. I saw Snoop Dogg. He was. Not so good. Snoop Dogg? He was Snoop Dogg. He wasn't bad, but he was just... Is he Snoop Dogg at the moment, or is he... He's Snoop something. Who cares? Really? If I change my name to, like, Pointy and the Goose, and essentially it's just a name. Probably more fitting sometimes, to be quite honest with you. So we're now in the existential part of the podcast. What's in a name? Oh, fuck you. What else have we seen? Surely there's more, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch more. Like, So obviously we went to see Infinity Broke and Leah Flanagan uh, together, who both we did an episode of the podcast with. Check them out. And um, I also went to see Tex Perkins. I think it was on Anzac Day or that same weekend. I actually went with my mum and dad. So, yeah. And uh, it was pretty cool. Um, Tex was touring with um, Charlie Owen, and he, and they were playing a Tex Don and Charlie song, Don, Don being Don Walker from Cold Chisel and as Don wasn't there in person they actually phoned him up and he yeah literally phoned it in I've seen a whole heap of gigs at the small ballroom this year actually I hadn't actually been there at all until this year and then so and then this year I think I've seen Josh Pike Sasquatch yeah I came to both of those that was good yes yeah, I think yeah Josh Pike Sasquatch you took Aurora to Sasquatch that was who, good. who else have we seen there the Dead Kennedys are playing there soon, yeah. which would be really good to see. That would. It seems like about it for me. 
Oh, I did see, I saw Boy and Bear play at Panthers, which is really, really good. They're a really tight band. I've never actually heard Boy and Bear. I don't even know what they sound like. Folky, pop, rock, good. St- I don't know. They're good. I like them. That's got to be it, all right? Uh, there's a few more for me that I've been to. Like I saw British India earlier on this year. Always a great live band to see. If you haven't seen British India, definitely go out and see them. I saw Joan as a policewoman last week when she came up. She's really good. Like, full on. I think, what did Natalie say? It's kind of like... The show was like Diana Krall meets Pink Floyd. It's really <laughs> good. Like, she was better live than I've ever heard her on record or expected her to be. I was really... I was really floored with that show. It was really good. Speaking of venues that have had a bit of a workout for us this year... So, yeah, we have been in the small ballroom a bit, but I've actually spent a fair bit of time at the junkyard as well. Mm. So after that weekend at the Gumball, I had this Gumball. bright idea that I might want to keep partying and went back to the junkyard after getting home to see the gin club play, which seemed like a very wise decision at the time. The next morning, it did not feel that way at all. I had that feeling and I, I decided not to go. I was like... I'm dirty and filthy and tired, and I want to actually kind of sort of recoup before I go to work in the morning, and I didn't go, and you know, I'm kind of glad, because I feel like I'll get more chances to see the gym club again. I was kind of the opposite. I was like, well, I've already had a big weekend. <laughs> What's another night? Let's just keep going. I don't want this to end. True. But, you know, when I leave the house, it's always begrudgingly, so, you know, I just... Uh, even now, I know I'm going to have a good time tonight and I'm going to be like, oh, they were great love but I am going to be so glad to be home and the next time I have to leave the house which is whatever o'clock tomorrow morning I'm going to be like, oh, I <laughs> But yeah, the other shows that I went to at the junkyard well, like obviously Leah Flanagan we went to watch Yeah, we did, that was good um, But yeah, also there was Jonestock that I went to early on in the year So yeah, the Delta Lions played I think Steve Smythe might have played at the end and also The Magpie Diaries, so it was a pretty pretty cool day. Smythe has an album coming out soon. Yeah, I think the he just released a new single, like, maybe last week. Yeah, I got it in the mail today at work. I was like, oh, I know him. Ah, nice. And, yeah, other than that, at Junkyard, I did go to see Melody Paul a couple of weeks ago too, which was, yeah, a really cool show. Yeah, she's really good. She's touring with... Um a New Zealander, Marlon Williams. Yeah, um, yeah, they're doing a double headline show across the country. I think yeah. they might be in New Zealand at the moment. Yeah, but they went then to New Zealand today, I think. Yeah, then they're heading back, and they're doing a. It's a pretty big tour that they're doing as well. Massive, yeah. So yeah, I think they're playing at Lazotte's in August, so that might be a good one to go to if it's you're looking amazing. for something to do on a cold, windy August night. I'm never looking for something to do on a cold, windy August night. <laughs> if it involves leaving the house or putting on pants, I'll do it, but I'll do it begrudgingly. Not that I'm saying you should go to any gig begrudgingly, but I do. How about we'll wrap this up for now and we might see if we can uh, catch up with some people at the gig or maybe after the gig? Yeah, let's like, we've got, we've got, I mean, I think two supports and I reckon we might uh, check back in after Stonefield, really. Or maybe when we get in there, let's see how inspiration strikes. But I mean, the car is comfy. We're really close to the venue, and it's windy outside, and I know I'm just going to have to, like, get out my ID and show it to the man, and even though I'm way over 18, it's kind of like... Fuck the man. No, don't fuck the man. The man's got to stand out in the wind all night, probably pat the man and say... I, I meant oh. the uh, 
the man. Oh, the not man. that man. Like the theoretical. Yeah. Man. Yeah. The man. That's right. No, the yeah. No, I just it'll be good. <laughs> So maybe I'm not as curmudgeonly as I thought I would be. It was actually pretty good. Stonefield were really awesome. Um, and it's kind of warmer in here than I thought it would be too. You were right. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. And I agree, the band were fucking awesome. And they, not that, like, I didn't enjoy them at Festival of the Sun. Like, as I said before, I really did like them, but that was a lot better. I guess, you know, the pub's the right environment to see that sort of band. Oh, totally. The weird thing I was thinking, though, the whole time was they really remind me of, like, early Hanson, like, when they were kids. Like, just the the sort of, like... I guess, I guess as, like, sort of late teens, early 20s women, they have the register Hanson had when they were 12, and they have the long hair, and they're bumping it back and forth, but I guess if Hanson were more Led Zeppelin orientated. Well, I was kind of thinking Silverchair myself, just more so the, not not so much in the sound, but more so the, you know... The hair? Well, no, more like the inspirations, like wearing it on them, their sleeve, and which is a great thing, like yeah, there's no yeah. there's no issue with that. She's got a great voice too. Oh yeah, great set of lungs, like it's amazing, like... Yeah, the band were great. Like, I really enjoyed it. And we bumped into Nick Milligan, too, who you know from the uh, rock podcast we mentioned would be here. We certainly did. Um, but also, what I was going to mention is something I just forgot. Get your act together, Pointy. Uh, oh, yeah, what I was going to mention, though, is I stand by my comment to you in the gig that they should have ended with Houses of a Lonely or whatever it was called, that second last song. Yeah. The like the ending of it it was a nice crescendo sort of built up ended I get the feeling though that they wanted to end on a more like upbeat type of song like a faster song but I agree with you yeah like I don't think that's necessary I'm not saying it's necessary I get that that kind of seemed like the feeling behind it yeah like I I don't think you need to like end with a single I think there's something to be said for like leaving people wanting more oh I agree because, you know, that'll go, okay, well, I'll go see them next time. Yeah. Because I didn't quite get closure off. But if you hear that, I don't know. Yeah, oh, look, I agree. What surprised me was there's, like, a, a slightly older demo than I would have thought there would be here. Look at this industry talk, demo. Well, no, like, like I don't know. It sounded weird saying demographic, so I tried to sound less weird and say demo. But um, I think you had the opposite effect. It sounded more weird. Ugh, welcome to my life. No, no, I know what you mean. I was looking around, but then I also thought to myself, who am I to talk? I'm, I'm 30. <laughs> what am I well, no, it, just, it seemed like, not that it was a bad thing, it was really great. There was a lot of, um, I reckon, like mid-40s to early-50s people in there. I, I'm actually interested to see the difference of the crowd once Dan Sultan plays. In what way? I just wonder whether some people are going to leave. Like, I've been to gigs before where, you know, the second build act 
is quite popular at the moment. No, I reckon I reckon these guys are here for. Um, Especially the older demographic are here for Dan Salt. And I reckon it's like the Springsteen crowd that saw him playing in the Hunter Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah, lots of wine. Lots of wine, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I must make comment of the fact that we're recording this in the pokey room, which I think is a lovely touch. It seemed like the like least noisy place to actually be able to... Um, to hear you speak and if we had to cut anything out it didn't sound too jarring I'm sure well clearly no one's winning otherwise there'd be lots of noises on the pokies yeah nobody's winning in this room no one wins in any of the rooms no that's true but we did um, on the way to the poking room uh, find some lush kind of throne of chairs kind of couches yeah yeah they were pretty plush we might have to post those pictures on the Facebook I, I think so Okay, so... So Sultan will be next, and I dare say that we'll give you a review afterwards. And then uh, Mrs. Pointy is coming to pick us up, which is really lovely of her, because as we mentioned before, it's super cold outside, so... Yeah, she's a lovely lady. What a lovely lady, who won't talk on the podcast. She won't. Maybe one day. Anyway, catch you after Dan Sultan. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen of Newcastle... I said we'd check back in after Dan Sultan and this is a while after Dan Sultan because Mrs. Pointy was kind enough to um, well I was going to say offer but agree to pick us up before the gig when it was like blistering cold winds and there was not going to be any cabs and it was going to be too hard to get home and to her surprise the wind had kind of died down it it wasn't as cold and there were fucking million cabs outside of the Cambridge so we really appreciate Mrs Pointy taking us home I would say more that we just wore her down and she relented like like a stone on the beach becomes sand we just kind of pointy Mrs Pointy that's an apt description yeah exactly right and I must say that I felt truly awful tonight, Moose. Why? Well, because you're doing this whole dry July thing. Oh, it sucks. I was not dry at all. No, everyone's always like, everyone's like, oh, I'm doing it to raise money for charity. And I'm like, I'm doing it because I probably shouldn't drink for a month or so just to see if I can do that. Um, and so far going well, but kind of begrudgingly. Yeah, well... I probably think the amount of Coke and Mother you drank is probably worse than the amount of beer I drank. Well, no, that's true, but it was only like two cans of Coke and one can of Mother. Mother is toxic poison, but I just needed something that wasn't sort of too sweet. 
Well, I had five beers. And, like, uh, surely that's not that bad. Well, that's true. But I know if I have, like... I haven't got an argument for you, but I just needed some time away from my best friend beer. Okay, so Dan Salton. What did you think? Salty Sea Dog was pretty good. Yeah, um, I realised, and we spoke about this just before, that at least Kimberly Calling, but perhaps Dan Salton in general, is very much a cold chisel type sound. Well, yeah. I think we were talking about the fact that when we were in there... There was a lot of salt and pepper going on. There was a lot of kind of maybe over 40s to mid 50s. Hey, let's clarify what you mean by salt and pepper. People might be confused. Not the push it variety. More like the pushing it variety. No. Uh, lots of grey hair and lots of older people. And that's a good thing. Like, it's very kind of um, cold chisel audience type of people. Yeah. Like, I could definitely hear Jimmy singing Kimberly Calling. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Um, and while we're talking about crowd, there was also um, one dude with two plastic schooner glasses using them as percussion instruments for half the set. And I think I turned around to you at one point and just said, I, I want to I I do what he's doing but with his head in between the glasses. Yeah, that was horrible. Just, Guy, uh, yeah. Well, the guy was horrible. That's all I can say. Horrible person. No, he's not a horrible person. He was probably just obnoxious. But um, Dan Sultan was very good. I mean, Stonefield were, like, super tight. Like, really tight as a band. And uh, Dan's band was amazing. I mean... Dan's band was amazing, but they took a while... from Even was... That's true. Ash Naylor from Even was fantastic he's a great guitarist and it really suits the style but I think his band like just took a while to warm into it coming off the back of something like Stonefield that was really really tight they're just completely different things really it's more about like a sound and it's very much groove based whereas that Led Zeppelin-y kind of sound Stonefield are going for needs you to be huge yeah yeah I just I'll just reconfirm that yeah definitely just different sounds you don't really I can't really compare them. But I I will say that Ash Naylor is amazing. He is amazing. And I've seen him like he's pretty much one of the the guns for hire in Australian music. Like Davy. Yeah, he's kinda of like Davy Lane in that regard. I mean, I've seen Ash play with Paul Kelly. Mm. And like Dan Kelly. Yeah, just like all the Kellys. Accidentally Kelly Street. Well, you could say that. But, yeah, anyway. Dan Salton was good. Stonefield were good. Needs more Kellys. Kelly's Pub. Ned Kelly. Smelly Kelly. King Street, Newtown, Kelly's, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Well, and, uh, yeah, Stonefield were really good, though. Like, I was... I like them a lot. Like, I think, well, hopefully, they continue to grow and do their own stuff because, yeah, they sound really fucking great the way they are now, but I just don't want to hear them doing the same thing for the next five years. They won't. They'll move into some kind of electro-Skrillex hybrid. Well, I was hoping they just decided to, I don't know, just get a couple of plastic 
schooner glasses, knock them together, and just hope for the best. Just a terrible sound. Um, Actually, speaking of Ash Naylor, there was this one guy in front of us who was off his chops. Uh, And by the way, when did you hear him when he was going to the toilet? When he just said, "I've got to go pee pees," and just ran out behind us. I was like, "Oh, good, good job." Anyway, um, his he this guy kept shouting out, "Sing us a song, Ash!" Obviously referring to Ash Naylor, and his girlfriend went. It's not Ash Grunwald. And he's like, no, it's Ash Naylor from Even. Who's that? It's not Ash Grunwald. Dan Sultan was good, and then we bumped into Nick Milligan from the Ozrock podcast afterwards. He's a nice gentleman. He is a nice gentleman. I think the, the word gentleman implies nice. Or sinister. Sinister gentleman? No. Alright, Mrs. Pointy just pulled up outside my house across the road and there's a lovely welcoming light on in the lounge room and I'm looking forward to bed. I'm also looking forward to bed. Farewell. And, uh... Please. 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 Like us on Facebook. And also, leave us a review. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Wherever you listen to this. Genius. Bathroom walls? Well, you could do that. I don't mind if you have, like, a compass and you use that to, like, scratch something into a bathroom wall. Go for it. That'd be lovely. Download Splitting Cases at Podbean or iTunes for a good time. Yes. Do it. Splitting.